0: Well, we are only a few days away from the actual school year starting. Uh, The good news is I was able to meet up with my department head, Mary, who has been on the show a couple times, and uh, it's great to have somebody that you can meet up with. Uh, Right now, before we move, we live pretty close to each other, so we decided to have our department meeting at a bar. It was the best department meeting ever. I'm sure Mary Mary could attest. But yeah, this is uh, episode 101. Let's get it started. Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. A teacher podcast, it's a little bit like comedians in cars getting coffee or drunk history. A lot of you guys always ask me, do you actually drink when you record episodes? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So we're at the point in the summer where I'm sure a lot of us, if we teach, are having a lot of regrets, multiple things that we should have done that we didn't get done in time for the school year to start, and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I didn't go to as many. I Last summer, I spent about three weeks outside of town, out of town, outside of town or out of town, three weeks out of town for teacher-related stuff, and so I was uh, not on the practice field coaching as much. This summer, I did not have those same types of commitments, and it was great. I got to spend most of the summer, I think I only missed two days so far, from coaching for various things I had to do, and I got my car taken in for a transmission thing that I thought, you know, maybe I could wait, maybe it's a thing I should get take care of now, and I was on the fence, and it turns out, good thing I brought it in, and it was covered under warranty. One thing I have noticed is that periodically, even though they don't play the sport you coach, you will see kids... Uh, around the school during the summertime. And it, it feels good, man. If you have kids that are excited and they shout your name from across the across the field or whatever it is, and excited to see you, maybe you get a hug, it's, it's a good feeling. And I think one of the things that my teacher mentor when I was student teaching, the biggest thing that she invoked on me, her name was Sandy, uh, the biggest thing that she passed down to me was, it's not about what you teach, it's about how you made them feel. And that's something that she thought, uh, was very important that uh, she noticed I put a lot of emphasis on and I didn't really have the words to realize it's what I was doing but it was cool to see it, to see it actually uh, in practice the, the benefits of that hard work not that you're doing it for that purpose obviously do it because it's what you want to do it's what you care about <laughs> and uh, Mary and I were talking about graduation and why it's weird how some teachers don't want to go to that because it's, it's the pinnacle moment of all that hard work and that that those trials and tribulations and you know trial and errors whatever you want to call it uh, that you go through with those kids sometimes for the full four years or maybe five if you are in that situation but anyways it was cool to see yeah it was cool to see it it put a smile on my face made me feel good Uh, happened a couple times which was really cool Um, and yeah it's been I think it's been a refreshing summer even though I've been at the school almost every single day Probably take a couple days. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will have potentially taken them just to kind of get away for a little bit because um, I think that's important. So, yeah. And um, I remember I was texting a, a buddy of mine and he's, he's moving to the city. I, we graduated high school together. We went to college together and he stayed in Iowa uh, when I moved to Chicago for grad school. And he is now moving to Chicago himself to start his career, which is exciting. And he he was talking about, uh, I'm going to leave you a key because I've been locked out of my car multiple times in the past couple of years. I don't want to pay the fee for my apartment. So you're going to have a key just in case. I was like, great. And did autocorrect change my sentence to mean not what I wanted it to mean? Yes. I wanted to say, sure, we will put it in a bowl for you. You know, like a bowl that you eat out of or where you put your keys, whatever it is. And did it want to change it to bowel, meaning Yeah, we'll put your key in a bowel, someone's rectum. Yeah, it tried it. Did I fix it and it changed it back again? Yes. Did I try it a third time? Yes, and it still did it. Until finally I said, all right, fuck it. Hit send, corrected it later and said, hey man, I did not mean bowel. It's Siri's fault. Fuck Siri. Uh, Side note there. But I am very eager uh, with my buddy moving. I'm very eager to move out myself. You, I've talked about it, I'm sure, because my mind's in a million places getting things ready for parking permits and city stickers and address changes and commute changes and getting the classroom ready and ready for classes and stuff while also moving two days before classes start uh, on Labor Day. Uh, but I, I am still excited about it. I, I think, I don't know, three weeks ago, I started putting stuff in boxes. Like, I swear to God, I was going around the apartment, just like random stuff, like a closet stuff you don't use. And then I I graduated to the next level of intensity with packing. Like I I think Katie was eating something and I was like, nope, my fork, put it in a box. Uh, That's just the excitement I have. That's all it is. Because really I just, uh, I'm ready to move on. And this room is getting a little more empty as time goes on. It looks like how it it did uh, when we first moved in. Much less stuff on the walls, uh, much less furniture in the right places, uh, just like it began. And this is honestly going to be uh, the one of the last episodes uh, in this room, which is weird. But the big reason that I am uh, excited to uh, get my thoughts out on here is the dilemma that I've been having. If you don't know, if you're newer to the podcast or if you listen forever, uh, thank you for tuning in anyways, but I teach on the South Side in a school that uh, it's a low-income neighborhood. It's a neighborhood school, and uh, enrollment is low, attendance is low, performance is pretty low for those kids. Things are improving, but things are still uh, not where you'd like them to be. And I got an email from another teacher who I don't know, who's not in my district, and uh, no connection before, no heads up from some sort of big program or grant, anything like that. Uh, basically emailing me to say that they're their school year already started and they want to do a project where it's like a a pen pal situation where their students are looking at financial discrepancies in the state of Illinois uh, with funding. And trust me, there's a lot of discrepancies with funding in Illinois. Trust me. I student taught in a school that had one-to-one technology where each kid had one Chromebook we were like four tech support guys, and now our school is just starting to get a cart for every classroom of Chromebooks, and we're still only about 70% of the way there. So you go from a school that has almost 3,500 kids to a school that has about 300 kids, and a school that has one-to-one technology to a school that has maybe... 21 to 1 copiers it's a big it's a big discrepancy here and i'm not going to get into a political thing about you know funding and how it should be and what i'm experiencing things like that what i am going to do is i'm trying to think out loud because hopefully that will help me process the idea behind this email so the hope was that this teacher was going to work with students to write back and forth with my students this is assuming that i do it Uh, to talk about the differences in their experiences in school, in their home life, whatever. And, uh, okay, my initial thought was, well, and and the quote that was used was, uh, they want to, quote, create change. Hmm. I'm sure this looks fantastic on a resume for somebody. Uh, But at this point... I kinda, I kinda think of it as there's different levels of awareness here, or I hate this phrase so much, but levels of woke, W-O-K-E, whatever. So there's the three levels of woke to me. There is one, actually woke and aware, get it. Second level is fake woke. Third one, uh, I couldn't really think of a great phrase for this. I don't want it to be rude, but naive woke, okay? You think you're doing something you're not. You think you know something? You don't. That, that's what I mean. Now, if if we're thinking about this, we're going to have a school that, let's, let's just categorize it as school with funding, school without, okay? We'll just create a, a simple binary, black and white, no pun intended there. <laughs> Political already, sorry. My concern is that this is going to create a negative light for, you know, not just, because like, I'll be honest, there are some teachers in my building that are not great. I don't want my school to have a bad reputation for these kids that are working with my students. Uh, Not out of insecurity for myself, but more so with the reputation of my school, other teachers, my colleagues. How would that look if I'm, you know, I have a class that's bad-mouthing my colleagues? So a little bit of a selfish thing right there, but also protecting the kids. Is this going to turn into a white savior situation here? What are the outcomes? Is this going to be something that just looks good on paper like oh congratulations snaps to these kids that talked to the poor black kids on the south side about x y and z and wrote a letter to their congressman i don't know what the outcome is and granted i haven't talked to this teacher yet i'm still thinking about it beforehand and also i'm on break not gonna do work stuff quite yet because i have home work separation so I, I, I keep thinking about it and I plan to meet with my principal to talk about it because I think I also can be a little bit jaded when it comes to this. Now, I, I guess I see this coming out a handful of ways, maybe, maybe a couple of ways. Maybe it becomes this savior bullshit where it's like, oh, yay, look at what these kids did in the suburbs to help the, the poor urban education students. It's one option. Maybe it's just a facade and they're just gonna half-ass it to do this project because the teacher was delegated this or maybe the students were delegated this by the teacher and the teacher cares about it or no one cares about it, whatever it is. And they're just gonna go through the motions. It's possible, you never know. Or maybe, let's just say in a perfect world, something happens. Where does the actual credit for change come from? People that have the power and the resources or the people that are seen as the victims? And I hate the victim complex one of the number one things I have to deal with with my students is the whole learned helplessness that's been learned <laughs> by my students over the years. Mostly because a lot of people hand things to them because they don't want to see their students struggle. Because people see failure as a bad thing all the time rather than a way to learn. But I don't know. These are the these are the things I'm struggling with here. Is this a potential setup for failure for my own school and my own students. This is potentially a great way to increase the engagement, get kids out of their comfort zone. What is it? And I don't know. That's why I literally just, I don't have that many notes for this week. I just wrote, think about this out loud and here's what you get. So this is the one time I'm putting up the classroom brew signal. If you're going to reach out. Uh, either classroombrew at gmail.com don't sign me up for a dating site on my podcast email thank you very much or if you want to reach out on social media at classroombrew what do you think if this is a situation knowing that I don't know the teacher I don't really know a whole lot about the school what are the potential consequences of this benefits of this angles of this am I being too cynical am I being realistic am I being overprotective am I being underprotective what is it is it something to actually consider? Because I don't know, I am i literally just scratched my head. I had an itch, but also scratching my head figuratively. I am not sure. I think I'm just wary about anytime someone says, create, change. And again, this is where I think the cynic comes out in me because what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna fix the the budget crisis? You're gonna pick it? Maybe get a grant for like $1,000 for this school to get pencils and paper? No. and maybe it, maybe it's a limitation of my own creativity I I don't know but again this is why if, if you are listening to this if you had experience with this that'd be great that's that's me kind of thinking out loud to approximately a couple thousand people hoping that they have more insight for sure more experience or at least combined more experience for sure uh, on on this situation whatever you want to call it that would for sure be such a moment of potential insecurity you know like a lot of my students they they come in at a very low reading level and obviously writing level it's like it could be cool to see like hey look what you are capable of doing when you're comparing your writing and reading to this person but also would it become a competition we don't want that yeah i'm really at a at a pause for that moment but anyways uh i was mentioning this is really like the last hurrah before we go back for pd i'm sure i will have in ample time to actually prepare my room. Now, granted, minimalist, so not that much to do. But I, I'm trying to think of uh, the way what I did to start the school year, because I think I think year one I did the dumbass shit when you're just like, let's read the syllabus and that's it, and we'll take questions. Don't do that. And then last year I made it more interactive, like there was a syllabus scavenger hunt, but then also like other things to do. There were essentially stations, and I think that was much more successful. So I don't know. I I did not I did not leave good notes for myself. And if you don't believe me, Devin Siebold on Instagram posted uh, a video on uh, how he packs his room at the end of the year, and then when you get back, how it looks like or feels like you got your room packed up by the end of the year. And the, just watch the video. Uh, it's Devin Siebold. Um, I don't want to talk too much about PD, aside from the fact that there is too much of it, and it's the same thing. And as someone that went from directly from high school into undergrad, into grad school, into teaching... I've essentially had, I mean, we didn't really talk about education issues in high school, but since 2011, I've heard the same four things about education, repeated five times every single year, maybe twice a year, three times a year, whatever it is, and I'm not getting that much benefit out of it. Maybe, maybe again, me being cynical, maybe I'm, I don't have an open mind, maybe I'm jaded a little too early, but I think a lot of people agree with that, that it's not the most productive use of time. Especially in my first year when it was like, I want to get my room ready. And they're like, no, you are going to sit in this room and do what we want you to do. Granted, my room is, it's fine now. I can probably be a lot more relaxed, but I also have to move. So I'm truly going to have to optimize that time to get everything, uh, everything ready for the start of the school year. So I don't have to worry about it. I can just move, get my situation ready to go, figure out my commute and start the year off right. But anyways, that's, uh, that's the dilemma that I am facing. We will see um, if there's an update on that. Uh, we got something exciting coming for you for episode 102. And actually, 102, when it comes out, will be the official two-year mark of Classroom Brew. So we are coming up on it. So we've got something very special in store for you guys. I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to record it in a few days from now. If you haven't already, make sure you rate and review whatever app you are listening in. Do it right now. Go to that section where you can do, a, you can write a review, you can just put in your stars, whatever it is, or you can hit that share button and send Classroom Brew to somebody that you know. Uh, But that really helps out the show. Of course, if you have that advice, that'd be great. Classroombrew at gmail.com. If you'd like to become a patron and support the show and get exclusive content like full-length video podcasts or bonus episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. If you'd like to get $5 off your alcohol delivery order, let the bar come to you. You can go to bit.com. Dot lee slash classroom brew deliver. And that's Drizzly, the alcohol delivery service. Think about like Grubhub, but they specialize in liquor. And that's bit.ly slash classroom brew deliver for $5 off your order. So thank you guys so much for listening this week to me rambling uh, to my quote, think aloud, teacher term, I guess, right there. But until next week, class dismissed.